Welcome to the Smart Talk podcast, your shot of hope for the day, from Pastor Chris Smart of Hope Church Presbyterian in Tampa, Florida. I just want to take a moment or two of your time to just to dwell upon what Christmas can really mean for each uh, one of us. These words up there, they're not actually about Jesus, they're about his cousin, John the Baptist. Two births, uh, two very uh, incredible births, and one can teach us something of the other. It's natural enough in life for for parents to, to pin so much of our hopes on our kids. Of course, too many expectations are trying to life, live our lives through them. Not a good idea, is it? But for others, the idea of having children itself is a painful thought because they may never have been able to have them. And that's the kind of couple that we come to in, in Luke's gospel, right at the beginning in the opener, chapter 1, Zechariah and his wife, old at this stage, long years that they had hoped for a child, nothing had happened. But an angel appears, Zechariah is leading the worship in the temple of God in Jerusalem. So Luke records us two miraculous births being foretold here, John the Baptist and then his cousin Jesus. He gives us two responses, Zechariah's one, which was basically, really, unbelief. He couldn't believe the good news. And then Mary, the mother of Jesus, who also asked the question, how can this be? But with no unbelief, just more wanting to understand more. And both of these births brought joy uh, and delight, as we put it here, uh, John's birth. Joy and delight, maybe two things that are a little bit in short supply these days in people's lives. It's maybe one of the reasons that will bring you out on Christmas Eve to a service like this, because deep down, we want these things. We sing about these things. And as you sing them, don't you really long for them? You want things like joy, delight, peace to be real and something you can touch on. And so, I wanted to understand what Christmas is about by looking actually at the birth of John himself, because he teaches us something about Christ. Perhaps tonight, after the service uh, together here, you may be going out for a meal as a family. And just for a moment, indulge me if you uh, aren't, just imagine it, that uh, you're out in a restaurant, and the entree comes, and you look at it, and it's just amazing. It's just like this sense explosion coming your way, the, the sight of it alone, the smell of the food, the texture, the taste, and you're going, this is amazing, just a fantastic. And that's just the, the starter. And you haven't even got to the main course, and you're thinking, well, if the restaurant can produce that kind of food for the entree, what's the main course going to be like? That's how you got to think of John the Baptist's birth and Jesus. John the Baptist is not the main course. He was just the entree. And yet, even though he's just the starter, he's described in terms of one whose coming would bring joy and delight to multitudes of people. And so, as you read that, you've got to think, well, if he, the entree, could do that, how much more 
the Christ, that he came to prepare the way for. We're told several things in the the reading that we had about John's birth. It tells us in verse 15 that he would be a man of greatness, great before the Lord in particular. That's the, the vertical relationship in life. And there's really no higher standard of what defines the good life than that vertical dimension, your relationship with God. Who doesn't need to be declared good in that relationship? We all do. Tells us that he wasn't allowed to drink wine. And that had a bit of history to it. It was a special way of setting some people apart, called the Nazarite vow in the Old Testament. It's simply about dedication. When John would be born, for his whole life, he would be in a very unique way dedicated, set apart, viewed as holy to what God wanted to do with his life. Who among us has a life as dedicated like that? It's also been described that when he would be born, he'd be filled with the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Greatness, dedication, the power of the Spirit of God would move in him. And that happened in his life. And yet, when you come to Jesus, he was described as a power without measure. John wasn't known for doing miracles but Jesus was. John was preparing the way for the power that would come in Jesus Christ. And the last thing it tells us in the reading about John was that he would turn the hearts of many people back to God, turn the hearts of parents to their children, the disobedient to the path of wisdom. He was a preparer. He was literally preparing the people for this momentous moment in human history 2,000 years ago. You might often wonder, where is God in this world? You may often ask these questions. We get that. But 2,000 years ago in history, something momentous really happened. And it was so big, it had to be prepared by someone as special as John the Baptist. You see, he called the people to change their ways, to change the way they lived, and to have a heightened awareness of God. And it was all steps towards something more, to the someone more. When God works in our lives, there's usually steps of preparation before you, you meet Him personally. So what we have tonight is the main course Christ Himself. That's what Christmas is all about. He's an offer. He's free. All that He has done, all that He will do, and what He can do in your life today, it's a free offer to know this Christ and to follow this Christ. But in order to live life with Him, in order to make that turning point towards Him, it can take some preparation might not just happen. And, and so, God works in our lives in different ways. And so, John had to turn the people's hearts to the wisdom of the wise, 
to take the disobedient and the, the, the kids who had fallen out with their parents and, and prepare them. There's things in your life that God has also done. Maybe He's given you a similar moral education to what John was giving to the people, trying to make them decent, preparing them for the Lord. Maybe you know the difference between right and wrong. Maybe you even say your prayers quietly at night, whether you go to church or, or anything else. But there's still something more. That's why God has brought you here tonight. See, John's role was prepared, was, was about preparing for Christ for His coming, to make the people more sensitive, more open to when Christ would actually appear, so that they could receive Him. John was the entree, Christ the main course. And that is what God has intended with your life, your morality, your integrity, all the good things that you may have in your life. These are qualities that are ultimately sourced in God Himself. But each one is like a, a cord between you and your Creator, and is there to, to draw you closer to Him as you realize this is the right way to live your life. That's the wrong way to live your life. Now, we quite often take our sense of goodness and morality and think that's enough but that would be a mistake because there's lots within each one of us, a sin within each one of us, a darkness within each one of us that needs to be wiped out. And that's what you get only in Christ, bleeding, dying for our sin and our salvation. But all these good qualities in us, these gifts, these abilities, the morality, our education, all of that, God can use them like ropes to draw us, like multiple ropes as you draw a boat into a harbor so it lines up with the edge of the harbor. They're not the main thing, but they can be used to draw us and prepare us for what God wants to give us in Jesus Christ. They're not the destination. And don't mistake them for the destination. But they're part of the journey towards that. So look at your life and see that God will be revealing Himself to you, maybe the way you've been brought up, your sense of right and wrong, seeing relationships restored in your life. And you can look at all of these things as individual pieces, and, it, and it's hard to make and see the bigger picture, because life is a bit like a, a jigsaw box, lots of pieces. Sometimes it's hard to fit them all together. And it wasn't the birth of John that would allow the people to fit all the pieces together. It was the birth of Jesus. But if the birth of John could bring joy and delight, how much more the birth of Jesus? Because when the people met Jesus, Finally, they could see the picture on the box. When you meet Jesus and you come to follow him, you will discover the ability to put all the pieces in your life together and begin to see a pattern, a shape, a picture 
emerging. As you see him, as you come to understand him, why he came, why he had to die, what his resurrection means, what he's calling you to do and to be for him in this life now, then all of these things begin to coalesce, and your life will begin to make sense. You'll begin to see the picture on the box. So, if John the entree was this good, and he could bring joy and delight, the joy and the delight that Christ brings is infinitely deeper, stronger, sweeter. And that's why you must make a decision at some point in your life to follow this Christ. And then this eve of Christmas, this would be a beautiful night to make that decision. It would allow you to waken up to the gift of a new life on Christmas Day tomorrow. It would include all these pieces, but this time fitted together, copying the picture on the jigsaw box, so that finally your life would make sense to you. John brought joy and delight. Jesus brings more. John's dad, Zechariah, couldn't believe this news. Too good to be true. And he had to be rebuked by the very angel that shared it with him for his unbelief. Don't this Christmas be filled with unbelief. Let these songs, let even the lighting in a moment of the candles, which are so powerfully symbolic as we take one light from the Christ candle and it spreads through the whole of the congregation, let that speak to you tonight of the love of God in Christ for you that has done everything necessary to make you right in God's sight for eternity so that you might live with him, if you like, in a perpetual Christmas, in something that Christmas is the echo, but he has the fulfillment of. It's here tonight. He is freely available. Christ is simply a prayer away. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that the birth of children brings such joy. We thank you that John's birth brought such joy, and your birth brought even greater joy. And Lord, we pray that this Christmas, that the holy child of Bethlehem descend to us, we pray, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us this day. Lord Jesus Christ, don't let another Christmas Eve pass us by when our hearts sense your voice and your nearness and your presence, but another year will come when you'll be just left on the edges. 
Lord Jesus Christ, be born in us today. Amen. You have been listening to Pastor Chris Smart at Smart, sponsored by Hope Church Presbyterian in Tampa, Florida. If this message has encouraged you, please visit our website where you can leave a comment, a prayer request, or find out more information about Smart Talk. Our website is hopefortampa.com Smart Talk. That is H-O-P-E number four, tampa.com forward slash S-M-A-R-T-A-L-K. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with friends. And join us again next time.